Uh, welcome to Married by Design. It's been a real struggle during coronavirus to be connected. Do you feel lonely and isolated? Do you feel that you're well beyond all that we've gone through and want to get back to real life? That's what we're going to be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to Married by Design. This is the last episode in the series that we've been covering in Us Versus 2021. We've looked at a number of issues that we've had to face and we've tried to address them biblically. We do believe that God does have the solutions and ideas that will move us through any challenge. God is faithful and present in any difficulty that you will face. He is a wonderful God who grants wisdom and understanding to those who ask and look to Him. In this last episode, we're going to look at the issue of isolation and how important it is that we be connected. Isolation has been one of the central struggles of people during this last year. Not just parents and adults, but children have felt the hard blow of isolation due to coronavirus. We want to look at that biblically and provide some suggestions on how to overcome the isolation. We want to spend most of our time looking at the why of connecting. I think if you really have a clear understanding of this and you're motivated to connect, you can look past the barriers and difficulties of connecting. That's what we need to do. We need to be so motivated and encouraged to be connected that we go out of our way to make the most of what we can do right now. So let's look at the whys of being connected. So one of the most familiar passages that we can look at as far as the need for connection is Hebrews 10.24. That says, Let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. One of the points that the author of Hebrews makes is clear is that we should consider, think about, and understand how we can stir each other up. So the first point is that we need to begin to consider how we can do this. Who are the people he wants you to stir up, and what is the most effective way to connect with them? I agree, and I think it's so true. We don't think enough about the importance of connection and fellowship with others. It's been so easy in this time of isolation just to hunker down and to do our own thing. It's harder to actually think about how important it is for us to connect with others. And so the first thing that we need to do, that you need to do, is really take some time and think about it. There's such a tendency, as it says in verse 25, to neglect to meet together. It's inconvenient, especially now, to be connected. And I'm not talking about Facebook. I'm talking about real connection and interaction. It's also interesting that the one another's that are in these verses, we're to stir one another up. That has the idea of stimulating or motivating each other in our lives, especially our Christian lives. We need to be stirred up to love and good works. The author goes on to say that we are to encourage one another. This is so key to our motivation when we understand that the benefit of connection is for all the parties involved. You are blessed when you reach out and connect with another, and they are blessed as well. From your conversation, you can and should both walk away encouraged. It's the idea of ironing, sharpening iron. You've experienced being encouraged by someone and the impact that had on you. 
If you ever find yourself dragging and discouraged, pick up your phone and call someone. And you never know, when you call them, how that connection will also have a positive impact on them as well. That's good. And I think there's something else important in verse 25. The author says at the end of that verse that we are to encourage each other all the more as you see the day drawing near. That's a reference to the return of Jesus Christ to the earth. You, you can see in the gospel that Jesus talks a lot about being aware and anticipating his return. If we really understand that Jesus is coming back, it will set the priorities in our life and we will focus more on the things that he desires us to do, like contact other people and connect. That's another key part of fellowship and connection. That interaction that you have with other people that encourages you and helps both of you to keep your focus off the isolation and lift your eyes to better days when Jesus comes back to fix this mess. So let's look at some other one another's in the Bible. Paul uses that phrase so many times to help us see the importance of connection and the benefit we can have to each other. As you think about contacting other people and being connected with them, even with all the challenges, this is a driving force to see how important it is. In 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Paul writes that we should build one another up. Do you ever think about that when you're talking to someone? Our connection and conversations are not just to be about the weather and sports and politics. They should be more about building each other up by sharing, encouraging scriptures, challenging each other, and supporting each other. That's something that doesn't even have to be done face-to-face. You can do that over the phone or over, over FaceTime. You can do that not only just with people that are in your city, but for people around the world. That's the amazing opportunity you have with the technology that we enjoy today. In James 5.16, James writes that we should pray for one another. Boy, you talk about connection. That means that when we're talking to others, we are getting a good understanding of what we need to pray for them about. From those conversations, we know how to come before the Lord and lift up their requests and their needs to the Lord who is able to help them. But I think it not only means to pray for somebody, but also to pray with them. When we take time in our conversations to pray together, there is such an intense connection and encouragement that happens. And just to know that somebody has called you and has asked how you're doing and then prays for you, that's such a wonderful encouragement, isn't it? Paul also writes in Romans 15:7 that we should accept one another. Now, I don't think that that means that we should accept everything that anybody does, including things that are against God's Word. But I I think that it does mean that our approach to people is not to be critical, but to be encouraging and supportive. I think that is so key during this time of coronavirus because there's a lot of people that are struggling with a lot of issues. What an opportunity to come alongside another person to accept and encourage them through the difficulties that they're facing. Not to evaluate or judge everything they say and do and have as your sole goal to fix them, Sometimes we just need to be heard. There will come times for counsel and teaching. And Paul says in Colossians 3.13 that we are to bear with one another. I think that has a main idea of being patient, encouraging, and supporting others. It means that even if you may disagree with some of the choices they're making, you can still be supportive of them. And again, we're not talking about sin, but preferences and things going on in their lives. 
There's a verse in Romans 15, 14 that really balances that out. There, Paul says that we are to teach and admonish one another. That means when we're in a conversation with somebody, there are going to be times that we have an opportunity to bring out Scripture and biblical truth. We have the opportunity and sometimes the responsibility to share verses that relate to the things that people are facing, to explain those verses and discuss them and talk about how they can be applied in our lives. Have you ever struggled through an area of your life when someone came alongside you with the perfect verse that clarified everything and set you on a better path? Think about how, by beginning to be connected with one person, God can use you in their life to set them on a better path. In isolation, we're missing out on that. And I want to look at one more one another. In Ephesians 5.19, it says that we are to speak to each other in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That word speak in the original language of Greek means to speak, to utter, to say. The way that I take it is that we are to speak to each other with the contents of those songs, the psalms, and the songs that we sing. That means that when we talk to each other, we should be praising God, recognizing His faithfulness, remembering His promises, and His works. It does say later in the verse that we should sing, but the first part of the verse talks about us speaking those things. Think about that for a moment. Isn't it encouraging for you to share praise, thanksgiving, recognizing God, who He is, with somebody else? How powerful that could be. When you're struggling or discouraged or questioning trials that are going on in your life, how much would it mean to you to have somebody sharing with you how faithful and good and powerful and wonderful God is? They would be reminding you in a personal way the things that the psalmist shared with us in the Psalms. We've given you several of the biblical reasons why we need to stay connected, even during this time of coronavirus. You need to find a balance between staying safe and staying connected. Please recognize that connection is as important as safety, and then find ways to reach out and connect with people, whether it's through phone calls, Zoom, meeting outside, or whatever ways are available to you. The mode of connection may not be what you are used to, but you can adjust and trust that God will bless you for the effort. I agree. We can't allow the barriers to prevent us from taking advantage of the connection that we have with people. You may think that the phone call or FaceTime is not very significant, but it can be. You know, my father passed away some years ago, and I felt that there was an opportunity to stay connected to my stepmother. She lives in Texas, which is quite some distance away. But I began to call her on a regular basis just to stay connected and talk about issues. It has been a great time for us to be able to share with each other, to discuss issues, and to encourage each other. To me, that illustrates and underlines the fact that we can have connections even though they may not be face-to-face. So you have some incredible opportunities to encourage, teach, accept, pray for, and share with others. Your homework, should you choose to accept it, is to pick one person or a couple that you are going to start connecting with on a regular basis to encourage. I think that you'll find that you'll be blessed as much as they are. Well, let me pray. Father, I just pray that for each of us that are listening to this and thinking about this, that you would help us to have wisdom to know how to connect with others. 
Father, we know the barriers and even the discouragement that can be there, but I pray that you would help us to take the initiative that we would be the one that's reaching out, even if nobody's reaching out to us, and that you would help us to uh, be a blessing to others. And Lord, in the same way, we know that we will be blessed by those connections. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's it for this episode and for the series. Next week on Married by Design, we're going to begin to look at how you can fall back in love with your spouse. How is it that we're able to rekindle that love and romantic fire in the relationship? That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 